Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to do another Best of Bob Lowry. He's going to talk about TDS, Total Dissolved Solids, and this is something that many people don't even know what this is or how to test for it or why to test for it. So Total Dissolved Solids is something that Bob Lowry is going to discuss here in detail. And after hearing Bob Lowry talk about it, you should have a much better understanding of what TDS is and why you should be testing a pool for it. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Uh, Let's talk about something that, I can't remember who was that mentioned this. I think it was uh, Terry Arco was talking. He was in a group and he mentioned checking the TDS in the pool and that group of pool pros and no one in the audience knew what TDS stood for. (laughs) And I think even today, you know, when you say, what's your TDS level? A lot of pool guys have scratched their head saying, I don't even know what that is. Why has it become such a foreign thing to test for? I know that you have to have a digital meter, number one, which is something a lot of people don't carry with them. Why has it become one of those testing industry that's kind of ignored in the, and for the most part? I've been, I've been asking people to check for TDS since 1977. It is just an instrument. It's electronic, so there's no reagent. It does not need to really be calibrated. It's just an instrument. It's a tool that you should have. It is important to know TDS when you are calculating the saturation index. And you need to put the salt level or the TDS level in, in there to, to, to get a correct saturation index level. And a change of, of 2,000 or 3,000 in TDS can have a significant change to the saturation index. I think it is important. But just to understand about TDS, years ago, before electronics got so easy to make, um, we used to have to do what was called a total dissolved residue. And what that was, was you actually took a volume of water that was measured very carefully to a volume uh, or to a weight, and then evaporated the water away from it. And the residue that was left, you weighed it. And that's what was called total dissolved residue. Then they did the same test with pool water and called it total dissolved solids. Uh, but nobody, nobody, nobody wanted to do that kind of a test. Because you had to literally evaporate the water and see what was left behind. And, and you had to have a scale that could weigh, measure in, you know, hundreds or thousands of a milligram. You know, so, or you'd have to, you know, evaporate a significant amount of water to get a measurable amount of residue. So 
they found out that they could do, for the most part, a conductivity test. And what the meter is actually measuring is conductivity. And then they convert conductivity into parts per million with an algorithm. And it is an approximation of the total dissolved solids. But there are things that you can add to the water that make a solid but don't, but don't ionize. And in that case, it doesn't increase the TDS with your meter, but if you did an evaporation test, it would increase the, the solids. Electronic test is a, an indication of what the TDS really is, but it stands for total dissolved solids or just total dissolved stuff that's mm -hmm. in the water. And it's things that are dissolved. It's not things that you can see. Those are suspended particles or suspended solids. So these are not suspended solids, they're dissolved solids, which means you can't see them. And so is it kind of simplified to say that total dissolved solids are the junk left behind after some water evaporates out of there? Yeah, it's the same thing as if you kept using a, a teapot on the stove and boiled water and then used it and boiled water and used it, you would eventually see some stuff in the bottom of the kettle. Mm -hmm. That's dissolved solid. And so what does that consist of basically, if, you know, in layman's term, well, the, the basic? Is, the biggest constituent is probably chloride because all chlorine that you add to the pool becomes chloride. The other big thing that's in there is sodium because as you have guessed, many chemicals that you add to the pool start with the word sodium. And the sodium just comes apart as an ion, and it's in the water, and it's, it's ionized, and it's part of TDS. So when you add sodium chloride, you get TDS. When you add sodium bicarbonate, you get sodium. When you add soda ash, which is sodium carbonate, you get sodium. So every time you add something, you get sodium. Uh, when you add chlorine, you add sodium hypochlorite. So you get sodium and chloride. Everything you add to the pool eventually becomes a dissolved solid, eventually. You know, you mentioned the sodium. So that's one element is the salt. And so with a saltwater pool, your TDS level is going to be pretty high because of all the salt that's in there for the generator to operate. You don't need 3,000 to 3,400 parts per million of salt for the generator. And then your your starting water, your source water, has three to 500 parts per million of TDS in it. And then the chemicals that you add to maintain the, the, the conditions in the pool, uh, those can add up to a maximum of, of 1,500. So if you have a, a saltwater pool, it's possible that you could have five to 6,000 parts per million of TDS if you include the salt. And that's a lot. 1% is 10,000 parts per million. So when you think about 5,000 parts per million, it's a half of 1%. So when you get that high, you're bordering on what's called a solution and not just water anymore. With the saltwater generator working, that's not a problem. But I've had in my route people that just turn off their generator because they're not working. They don't want to replace the cell. And with a TDS level of five or 6,000 in there without the generator working, that becomes a pretty big problem in maintaining the pool and the chemistry. It does, because 
it changes the saturation index. But understand, for you guys that are doing the saturation index and stuff, understand this about the saturation index. When we say that the water is corrosive or scale forming, we mean that it will form scale on anything. But when we use the word corrosive, it means it's corrosive to the plaster. It does not mean that it is equipment corrosion. And equipment corrosion is a whole different thing. It's water velocity, it's, it's the amount of stuff that's dissolved in there, it's the, you know, the ionization constant of the water, and it, that's what corrosion of metal is. And the saturation index does not predict corrosion of metal. And you've got a lot of salt in there, and the salt can get corrosive, period. And especially around the pool. And particularly if a guy's not going to use his chlorine generator, you should get rid of a lot of that salt that's in there because mm -hmm. all the salt that splashes out of the pool, when that water evaporates, it still leaves behind the salt. Then instead of, of 5,000 parts per million of salt, now it's 100% salt because the water's gone. And just like you went outside and poured some Morton salt all over your, your, your furniture and your deck, you know, and that stuff is corrosive. I got to tell you that I was testing a solar surface skimmer for a company and they made these motors and these motors were not rated for, I guess when they tested it, they didn't, they didn't realize that Amer Americans use saltwater generators in their pools. And after about two months, the motors totally corroded from yeah. being in my pool. And then I sent the manufacturer a picture of it. And I said, hey, these motors aren't going to work here in America so they beefed them up. They're much better now. And when I take my robotic pool cleaner out of my pool, I noticed that when I leave it on a deck to dry, it has all these white splotches on it from the salt in my pool. And so that's what you're talking about. You can notice, you can see the corrosion um, right away in certain situations like those aspects. So, so you see that there's the point exactly is that you notice that that motor corroded, but I would bet that your pool had a had a good saturation index. So the saturation index said everything was okay, but that motor corroded. And that's what I'm trying to talk about, is that the saturation index is not an indication of corrosivity for metal. And so for a non-salt pool, what would be the maximum TDS you can get to before you have to drain it? Because I know that a lot of people have problems, like the pool's not holding chlorine or it's getting weird, having weird problems. In the classes I used to teach uh, before we started the PCTI, I used to tell people that the TDS is kind of a catch-all for the things that we don't test for. And so it's all the stuff that we don't really check for. So when it gets high, you can have water that begins to taste a little brackish or salty. You can have clear water, but it has a color to it. And it's due to TDS. And it can be very difficult to, to get rid of those kinds of things. They can be uh, even color bodies. You know, I've had a, in the past two years, in the past year, I've had three service techs call me up with serious problems with colored water. And they have tried everything. 
We even tried a lot of things that I suggested that didn't work either. Found out that they are color bodies, and getting rid of color bodies isn't just a matter of throwing in some chlorine. Not all color bodies can be bleached. And so getting rid of them, they are much smaller than the filter can remove, and chlorine's not powerful enough to destroy them. And so we've had to go to ozonation and other methods of getting those color bodies out of the water. One of the big things that we did do that worked a lot was we, we used one of these little um, solar-powered surface skimmers. I don't know the brand of it, but they actually are powered by the sun. You put them on the surface, and they run around the pool picking up just what's on the surface of the pool. And we were this guy that we did this test with, he was surprised because he thought his pool was clean and his skimmers weren't working that good, which indicated he had a hydraulic problem. But he found all of these yellow flowers that had been falling into the pool and then they disintegrate and end up in the filter and the color still empties into the pool. And when we put this skimmer on, <clears throat> the first day he used it, he opened it up and there was a whole bunch of these little yellow flowers in there. That was his problem. He was having yellow water and he couldn't get rid of it. We tried a lot of things, including switching from, from sand to DE, using an ozonator, using UV, uh, using a non-chlorine shock. We tried a lot of things. So we finally uh, got an ozonator and actually got his pool to... Uh, the hydraulics in his pool to be better so his own skimmer would work. But then he put in this this other skimmer and that helped his problem a lot. Getting those flowers out as they were introduced seemed to be the ticket. Huh, that's interesting. So the TDS level of a pool, what would be the, when you would drain a pool? What we say is a maximum of 1,500 parts per million over starting. You know, TDS are meters but they don't really need any calibration. You buy one and you, you'll have it for 10 years. It's not, it's not something that needs replacement all the time. It's not, you know, it's just on your truck, but you need to know the TDS from every one of your pools. Yeah, I think that's important. What about like the, I've had people send me pictures of their automatic cleaner. They pull it out of the pool, like a Polaris cleaner, and it's covered with this kind of a brown staining. Um, and you can see it on the walls and on the hoses of the cleaner. Is that caused by the TDS or is that something else? Well, it, it may be an organic stain. And organic means it, it used to be alive. Mm -hmm. And so um, you get organic stains under, under many different conditions. Most often they turn up to be brown, but it can be leaves and things like that. And you get tannins and color bodies in there and then they react with stuff and get oxidized and, and form a, a precipitate just like copper and iron do. But they tend to, to do that where water is kind of moving by and stuff like that. So we see it a lot of times that on the skimmer where the skimmer gets a stain on it, the, uh, the pool vac and stuff like that get a stain on it. And those plastics are difficult to get the stains out. Um, you can pour chlorine right on it and the, and the stain will stay right there. Uh, it can be difficult to get those stains off of those things. Of course, if you want to learn more about swimming pool chemistry and overall pool care, Bob Larry has several books that are available on Amazon.com. He has a book called Pool Chemistry for Residential Pools. If you're searching for Bob Lowry on Amazon, he goes by Robert W. Lowry. 
Again, that's Robert W. Lowry. And so that's pool chemistry for residential pools. He also has a really short pool chemistry for service pros book, which I think is a great book. And he can still take his course through HASA. It's the certified residential course. And I highly recommend taking his course or actually picking up one of his books. And he explains chemistry so well and so easily. And he passed away in 2021. And he's definitely very missed in the industry. But his knowledge and, of course, his passion for the industry lives on through his writings and through his courses. If you're looking for other podcasts by Bob Lowry, you can go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and on the banner, click on the podcast icon, and there'll be a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I recorded with Bob Lowry. All you have to do is type in the search box, Bob, and these podcasts will appear there for you. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.